Welcome to Episode 5 of the Smart Planning 101 Podcast. I'm Nicole Whip, and I'm your host. Well, hello, Smart Planners. Thanks for joining us today. We are very excited to have Bill Black, who is the host of ExitCoachRadio.com. Now, I invited Bill because ExitCoachRadio.com is all about smart planning. And here's why. According to ExitCoachRadio.com's website, over 12 million age 50 plus business owners will transition or exit from their business in the next 10 years. And so if you're one of these business owners, you have to be realizing that you're going to be competing in a crowded market. So the point is, is what can you do to start standing out from your competitors? Now, Bill and Exit Coach Radio believe that well-informed, well-planned business owners will do better. Their businesses will sell faster, transition easier, and fetch the highest price. And if you know anything about myself or smartplanning101.com, you know that we couldn't agree more. It's all about smart planning. So Bill, besides his own experience of being a certified exit coach, talking to all of these wonderful advisors, has really learned a lot. And so today, he's here to share with us the 10 common threads of business exit planning. So welcome, Bill Black, to SmartPlanning101.com podcast. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here, Nicole. I really am excited to have you today, and I'm hoping that before we get started, that you can tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about ExitCoachRadio.com. Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. Well, I started um, ExitCoach Radio as a result of being on someone else's radio show. And the studio engineer turned to me and said, hey, why don't you start your own show? And I didn't realize it at the time, but he he says that to everybody. I was just the guy that said yes in this case. So, uh, But what I realized out of it was that there's a tremendous um, benefit to uh, using podcasting and, and starting a radio show, not only from the image you portray to your fellow advisors, which is really why I started to do it, but also, uh, the world needs more content. You know, the, everybody's struggling for content. And so, after 30 years of being an exit planner and helping business owners and gathering all this information and working with clients one at a time, I just realized that uh, a lot of people need this information. And this is a great way to go about collecting the information. Uh, I interview eight advisors every week on Wednesdays on a three hour show. And then I segment out the content into 20-minute interviews and also one-minute highlights. Um, and I put up a new highlight, three new, actually three new highlights in one 20-minute show every day on my website at Exit Coach Radio. So people have somewhere to go to get new ideas daily. So this is the ideal place that if you are one of these 50-plus age business owners and you want to learn more about smart planning techniques for exiting their business that they should go to exitcoachradio.com and listen to some of these interviews and find out the topics that they that they find interesting that's the right place to go well yes what i realized was of course there's uh, we used to call them baby boomers and nobody is going to call them that anymore because now they're all over age 50 there's 12 million baby boomer business owners in inside of these 77 million people that are over age 50 actually 50 to about 60 uh uh, eight. So a huge number of people that were born after World War II that started businesses and now they're reaching the age where they're saying, 
I know how I got into this business. I'm not sure how I'm going to get out. And they're going to be trying to sell or transition into a very, very crowded and difficult marketplace. And so those that are prepared and have planned are going to fare better than those that haven't. They're going to be able to get a higher price, sell faster, transition easier if they want to transition it to another family member and just generally have a better time. So I wanted to create a place where the person who is over age 50 could be driving and go on their go to iTunes or could be at home and and want to go somewhere on the computer and just get some daily drips and drops of information because what most people get is they go into a, an advisor uh, office and they get a, a bucket of information dumped on their head all at once and it's just not fair because the planner themselves like myself I gathered this information a tablespoon at a time not a bucket at a time and so I wanted our listeners to be able to hear uh, from a wide variety of advisors tax legal operational financial and people that deal with things like elder real estate and working with uh, uh, their caring for elder parents and transitioning their careers to encore careers and what's out there I wanted them to get a wide variety of information so they could be well planned that's excellent. And so you're coming at it from ju not just um, the plan of doing this exitcoachradio.com, but you also have specific experience in exit planning as an advisor. Yeah, I was one of the people don't think it's a real designation, but <laughs> there's actually a growing number of financial planners that are focused and uh, they're not only financial planners, they're, they're accountants, they're attorneys, they're um, people that sell businesses and they realize that before someone goes to sell their business they have to do a lot of work in a lot of different areas and so there is a certified exit planner designation professional designation and I was one of the first in the country to get that I've been very serious about this topic for the last 15 years of my practice of my 30 years experience because I just realized that there's this wave about first of all business owners Business owners are my heroes, Nicole. They're, they've always have been. Uh, you can take your athlete. I'll take the person who every day opens their doors, sees a need, uh, you know, slays all the dragons from the government to the zoning commissioners to the competition that's coming in, the big box competition. Those people and the stories that they tell are my heroes and always have been. I've been working with them for years. And anything I can do to help them gather information that they can use effectively with their advisor team is is what I'm looking for right now. And that's why I've booked over 250 advisors onto the show. So far, I've interviewed about 170. So I've got about 80 in front of me. And, and of course, new advisors are booking on every week. So uh, we don't foresee any shortage of content. Uh, it's just... Uh, I don't want to overwhelm people, uh, you know, so that's why the one minute highlights are so important. So people can say, yeah, I'll listen for a minute. So that's our tagline. Come listen for a minute. And that's great. And I think one of the things I talk to clients about a lot is, is what do we do when we don't know what to do? We don't do anything. And that's not what we want, right? You and I as different types of advisors, but we want our clients to do something and so it's much easier like you said if they can take it a teaspoonful at a time and, and digest it then they're more likely to actually do something with that information as opposed to pouring it over their head and then they just get so overwhelmed that nothing really happens 
Yes, as a matter of fact, it's a great point. We have a terminology that we call it PERMA-5, people that are stuck in their five-year planning. The most common timeline, I go to these uh, uh, annual conferences of just people that are in the exit planning specialty field, and uh, we ask, how many years is your client saying on average before they want to leave their business? Now, we're talking about the age 50-plus client again. Mm -hmm. And the average timeline for the last several years has been five years. But the next question is, how many of them actually start their planning or are they in that mode where you come back two years later and they're saying well it's still five years and we call that perma five <laughs> because people just don't start so that's my first tip is start your planning now do something that is goal oriented with a timeline to it so you're actually starting your clock you have a much better chance when you have real dates real goals and uh... and you really start your planning now officially and, and start that clock Yes. The second tip I have is to assemble a team. It's going to take a team of people to do this, but they don't. The, the nice thing about it is, they don't all have to be on the field at the same time. You need someone to lead the team and coach the team, and then sometimes you're going to need an attorney to be working on the plan. Sometimes it's going to be a financial or an accountant or a tax person. Sometimes it's going to be a business consultant of some type. So there's going to be a team of about. Uh, up to about six or seven people that might come and and do one play on the team. For instance, you might somebody might say, well, an ESOP might be a good idea. So you need to talk to an ESOP advisor, and so it's important to assemble a team and pick people who know other people in the area that you're working in, so that they can bring in other specialists as needed. Well, can I ask you a question related to that? And please forgive me if you're going to address this or at least sure. tell me, but sure. how important then when you're picking your team, is it that you have people that actually are specialists in these areas? I think it's very important. I mean, if you were going to a Mayo Clinic, you wouldn't want a team of generalist surgeons working on your issues. Let's say you had a problem with your foot and a problem with your head. You wouldn't want a generalist coming in to do it all. So I think it's very important that you get as specialized of people as possible, but you can have a generalist run the overall. You need someone that speaks all the different languages that are going to be speaking because you need someone who's going to help you say, um, organize the process and prioritize the process and be able to interface with some of these other folks so that you as the business owner, you shouldn't be working in the plan yourself. Uh, you should be working on the plan. But you should be working on your business and growing the value of your business. That's going to be your job. Mm -hmm. So the, my third tip is to basically make sure you assess your needs up front. Because if you just say, well, we'll sell it for whatever we can get without knowing if that's enough, then that's not really a good outcome for anybody. So what I hear over and over again, and I guess I should have said early on, these are tips that I've heard over and over again in my 170 interviews with advisors. Um, assess your needs. Have somebody do a projection as to what your financial needs are going to be. What do you need to get out of this transaction? Uh, you need to know that so that you can know whether you're on target and it's a good time to be selling the business or whether it's just too soon and assess where you should be working. So uh, if you assess your needs uh, and part of those needs uh, are financial, part of them are what do you need as far as your lifestyle? What's your lifestyle going to be like after you are not working in your business full time? Do you want to do an encore career? 
do you want to play a lot of golf? Most people think they play want to want to play a lot of golf till they get out and do it. Um, it. What do you want to do with your your next phase of life? Well, can I ask uh, you a question about that, Bill? Sure. Have you seen a lot of situations where business owners think that they want to quit working and then they actually quit working and they are just frankly bored? All the time. All the time. They just, uh, you know, that's one of the early questions that I try to find out is what are you going to do when you're not going to the office every day? It's been part of your life for the last 30 years. What are you going to do? And don't think you're going to sit around the house because your spouse does not want you <laughs> sitting around the house. You're going to you're going to want to have developed a hobby. Maybe you're going to give back in some way. Uh, we help people do a little soul searching sometimes to figure out. You know, maybe I want to start working uh, w with a nonprofit or. There's a group called SCORE that has 12,000 volunteers out there. SCORE is a service corps of retired executives. And I do, a lot of, I do a lot of interviews with them. These are people that have been there and done that. And all they do is they help business owners who need help in their area of expertise. It's a great organization. Again, 12,000 volunteers in the SCORE group. So figure that out so that you have something to, to work towards, not just the fear of what am I going to do? Because we've had people that... It, didn't work out because um, they got bored very quickly. So it's not just financial needs, but it's also emotional or personal needs as well. Exactly. Lifestyle, um, the whole works. And, and the question there becomes, well, if you sell your business, um, what kind of price will it fetch and what kind of income will that create? And will that be enough? And if that's not going to be enough, then you may need to go back to work and do and actually consult for money. So you need to know, do I need to consult for money or can I volunteer wherever I want? And really, this is a great time of life for a lot of people to not retire, but rewire, mm. to, to change their life up and say, I don't want to, the, the notion of retirement is so outdated, outdated and outmoded. I don't want to do that. But what I want to do is rewire and have, I still have passion. I still have energy. I've always wanted to X. I'm going to do that. It's a great time for a lot of people. And then beyond that, uh, to do that, once you've figured out what you need and you've set your goals and you've assessed your needs, then you need to figure out, well, what's my business worth now then? I really need to have a benchmark to figure out, am I there? Am I there yet? And if I'm not there yet, and most people aren't, that their business is a great lifestyle provider. It's a great, uh, the perks and the income and the prestige. But when they really take all that stuff out and they monetize it, they find out it's it's not worth what they thought it was going to be worth. And so they need to work, figure out um, what it's worth and why it's worth that and focus on how are we going to drive up those things that are important to drive up my sale price so it satisfies all my goals. So that's a very important, you know, mm -hmm. get your bearings. So, so all this stuff is not rocket science, as you can tell. It's just that it's been validated from me sitting across the desk from 170 people now and hearing these, these things over and over again. They're not complicated. They're just mainly about getting started, being planned, and having an, a, a real good idea of where you're going with all of this. And then next after that, we talk about protecting your families. Because while you're, you know, you're no spring chicken anymore, and now you're heading towards your exit, and um, things are, are looking good, but you've got your family, you've got maybe a shareholder and, or a couple partners and their families, and you've got uh, your employees' families. And all of those families need to be protected in some way. It's a shame for a lot of that to, to be unwound while you're heading towards a happy time 
by an unexpected event, and that's a tragedy that affects a lot of businesses, whether it's death or disability or an inability to work. So you really need to pull out your agreements, like your buy-sell agreements and things like that, really protect everybody. So actually, I'm sorry, Bill, that, that leads me to a question about that, because that unexpected tragedy, have you seen that people haven't adequately prepared for that? Is that something that you commonly see? Um, we find a lot of situations where people, it's been so long since they've looked at their documents that they don't even know where they are. Or they had a valuation formula built into, say, a buy-sell agreement between shareholders, and it's so outmoded and outdated that it doesn't make sense anymore. And so it's just a question of being prudent about your protection. You're, you're heading towards the exit, but anything can happen at any time. We all know that. So it's important to make sure that everybody's protected along the way, especially in that last glide path uh, towards the exit. But yeah, unfortunately, we see a lot of um, situations that may have been looked at several years ago, and, and they're not thinking that way now, and, and it's been a long time. Well, and needs change as you age, correct? So that sometimes it may have been good back then, and even if you were still that younger age, it might be good, but now that you're in a different phase of your life, it's a different situation altogether. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Things are always in a state of change. And the, the number seven thing I hear often is to motivate and lock in your talent. Because one of the things that you're going to sell if your business, if you're selling it to an outside buyer, is the fact that you have dialed in talent that's going to run the business and make an easy transition. And a lot of business owners say want to give stock or sell stock to their employees and then their employees are part of the transaction and they leave and, and it's, a, it's a mess. Or um, the other thing that's very important to understand is there is a war for talent that's heating up. As the baby boomer generation that's age 50 plus start to say, you know what, because there's really a few things that are going to happen. Some are going to sell their business. Some are just going to transition it to a, a key employee or a family member. And some are just going to say, I'm just going to keep it and go from overtime uh, president operating the business to part-time CEO being the visionary and growing the value of the business. And so I'm going to need a second in command and maybe a third in command and they're going to run, they're going to do the operations, the hard work day to day. And if I haven't locked those people in, guess what? There's other people just like you out there who want to pick off those people that have come to your university uh, and with your, uh, taking your money, sometimes it's in the form of a bonus, and and buy into their business and fulfill their needs. So you really need to look forward and think about motivating and locking in your key talent. Number eight is to look at your business as a buyer would look at your business. So, I mean, you look at it all day long as, as a, a seller or as an operator, but you have to think about what is a buyer going to look at and what are the the skeletons in the closet that they will find, and they will find them. Uh, due diligence is a, is a very uh, strict process where they're looking for all the dirt uh, and they'll find it uh, and the problem is if you haven't dealt with that uh, that's when deals fall apart because there will be a lot of buyers and they'll say this one is just too uh, there's too many variables there's too much dirt here let's move on to the next one and that's that's the problem that we're seeing a lot so I'm gonna round the corner here with number nine which is build your story now 
Start building your story. How did you get into your business? What do you stand for? What's your vision? What's your mission? What are your people all about? Because someday you're going to have to tell that story and you don't want to have to make it up as you go. So start thinking about and building your story and what you're going to tell people. And included in that story is how you do things, your standard operating procedures, all of your uh, how you how you in, look in your little franchise. Think of yourself as a one-shop franchise, and how somebody's going to take a look at this notebook of of uh, procedures and and everything that you do, all in one place. So build that story, build that book out. And lastly, is minimize threats. And the threats that are out there at time of a sale are the deal falling apart because you haven't addressed some of the things we've talked about earlier taxes that haven't been thought through, uh, financial issues, um, people not understanding and getting upset and leaving the company, um, competition that could come in and discredit you. There's all kinds of threats out there. So those are my general top 10, Nicole, and they're, they're, uh, there's a, a longer list than that, of course, of things to, to worry about. But these are the things that we hope people will, will take heed and listen and learn about so that they can be well prepared when it comes time to make their transition. These are just such wonderful tips, Bill, because you, you made the comment that these aren't rocket science, but I know as a business owner myself, and um, from I also deal with a lot of business owners, that we get bogged down in day to day, and it takes a focus to be able to succeed in some of these things. That's what planning is all about, is focusing on what's important and sort of having this laundry list of these things enables somebody to easily focus on the things that are important so they can maximize um, their intended result, I guess. And so I think that it's wonderful. It doesn't, the, there's beauty and simplicity in a sense too. It, it really is, and it's not, difficult but there is a lot to do when we have created exit plans we start with about a hundred to hundred and ten potential strategies on the checklist oh that's a lot we usually narrow it down to the top ten or fifteen and some of those can take a year um, to to finish I mean there's there's uh, exploration is this the right project for so we get the whole team involved do should we really work on this or does somebody have a better idea on the team? If we're going to work on it, what are the prerequisites? What are the steps? Is there going to be a legal document? Um, are there going to be other people that need to know, like bankers? Uh, who, you know, how are we going to take this from A to Z? And it's it's um, the problem is a lot of people go to a straight to. Um, uh, a specific advisor or, or to a, uh, a seminar and hear about a strategy and boy they rush out and they go oh, this is great uh, I just learned the, you know about ESOPs and I really want to do one and they go to their attorney and they say let's get started on this I'm really gung-ho about this and about ten thousand dollars later they realize I don't really like this anymore I didn't know about all this complexity I didn't know I was going to be under the microscope from the government so frequently and I don't really want to live my life that way. And so they really would have done better to have worked with someone to say, well, tell me about ESOPs. Is this a potential strategy? Is it, well, let me tell you the good news and the bad news about these different types of things. And let's figure out if this is a good fit for you. And let's do this with all of these different strategies. And now we've got a list again of, let's say, 15 to 20 strategies that we're going to implement. However, if we try to do them all, we're going to go broke and we're going to go crazy. 
because the time commitment to each one of these strategies can be can be very time consuming and the financial commitment to each one of these strategies so what we need is someone to put this all into a prioritized order that we all agree with so we put it into a prioritized order take it back to the advisor team and say do we all agree that these are the right strategies yes well maybe we'll change this one okay let's let's take this one out for now maybe we'll revisit that now what order should we do them in and that's very powerful because again everybody wants to work but it's important to do the work in the right sequence at the right time so that you're uh, you're able to continue to devote the time remember when we tell people that you're going to get some time back first is what we're going to go after we're going to get you some time back by being organized and working through this process and that doesn't mean you're free to go yeah go take some time off if you're burned out that's a, that's fine but you're going to spend more of your time working on your a tasks and priorities as a business owner which are um, identifying the things that are going to grow the value of your business so you grow into that goal that you set that financial goal that you set a lot of times business owners say i just uh, you know i'm just i have too many things on my list and a lot of times that's just because nobody's come into the owner and say well let's figure out what all you do and let's categorize those A priorities, B priorities, C priorities. And as soon as possible, let's take those C priorities and delegate them off to someone. There's no reason you should be doing this work. And then the B priorities, let's take some time and build out a process so you can teach someone how to do that. Now you have the A priorities to deal with, and those are developing new relationships, new ways of doing business, identifying uh, where the business, doing research about your company, working on your company, uh, all that kind of stuff. And so this type of planning shouldn't take over your life if it's done properly. Where should somebody go to start this journey? Besides, if, if they're looking for somebody to specifically help them, what is the best resource? Well, I, I like to think that I'm putting together a really good resource at execoachradio.com because there, my goal in doing this was twofold. Advisors told me they wanted to use the new media to develop a a, a kind of a profile of themselves and so we started interviewing a lot of advisors and business owners told me they want to listen to a lot of people without being beholden to any of them they're afraid that if they call a business broker for instance to value their business or get some ideas that the hounding ha will begin and never stop and it's just and they're everybody's looking for new client relationships so uh, from my from our website again there are categories there are interviews there are advisors each of them has a hyperlink but mainly what we do the main service that i provide is one minute complete thoughts on there one minute highlights and we do upload three of those every day along with twenty minute interviews so somebody can say wow that's that's a different angle on that idea or that concept so they can go say look at business succession and there might be 30 different interviews in there and a lot of one-minute highlights and they can start to get ideas. So I, I tell people, you know, there are lots of resources out there. You won't have any trouble finding or working with your attorney, your accountant, your uh, financial advisors. But before you do that, spend some time in thought and research. And, the, and again, that's the reason I built my uh, program so that because coming from that background, what I find is a lot of people are saying, I want to gather information and ideas, but I'm just not quite ready to pull the trigger on 
on working with this yet. How do I go get ideas and start to get ready? Well, can't get better than that because that's really the start of planning. Ladies and gentlemen, visit ExitCoachRadio.com to get more information about exit planning for business owners, to access the resources that Bill has discussed with us today, and to just learn more and take into yourself the teaspoonfuls of information so you don't feel like you had a bucket of information poured on your head so you can start smart planning. Thank you very much for visiting with us today, Bill. Nicole, it's my pleasure. I'm real excited for your new show. I can't wait to listen and to uh, tell everybody about it. And congratulations and best of luck to you. Now that you're starting to get the knowledge you need to make better planning decisions, don't let your journey stop there. You can gain access to Nicole's incredible guide, A Will is Your Ticket into Probate Court, the five crucial facts about wills everyone needs to know right now. And the best part is, you can download it for free by going to smartplanning101.com slash wills right now. Time is flying by, so don't wait another day to download this must-have guide. And we'll see you next time on the Smart Planning 101 Podcast. The information contained within this podcast does not constitute legal or financial advice. It's for general informational purposes only. For advice specific to your situation, consult with your legal or financial professional.